So what's happening? What up with it? What you know good and what it do? We'd like to thank you for tuning in and spending your time with us. You're listening to Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative and entertaining podcast in this land. We're hitting you with the dopest topics, the rawest opinion where I give you the straight up facts. That's right. No fake news here. I'm Jules St. James. I'm Dare Press. I'm Novak. We're giving sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's pod, we'll be pulling back the curtain on the best and overrated 90s sitcoms. And say by the bell, you're on the list. Fellas, what's popping? <laughs> what's good, Jules? <laughs> it's kamikaze time, fellas. What is it? Okay. Oh, man. Okay. No AC Slater. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, Jules was AC Slater back in the day. <laughs> he still got the shorts on right now and the tank top. <laughs> yes, I do. Bayside, Bayside is really Motown. You got the hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Still rocking that mullet. Yeah. We were joking earlier today that, you know, you had to run around and get your hair done earlier. I was like, he probably in the shop. Mm. Yeah, Jules, Jules was like, yeah, he's. I got some errors to run. I'm like, man, he about that getting that out. He getting that touch up of that just for me. So oh, yeah. Get that soul glow. <laughs> oh, speaking of touch up, man, that's so precious. You had a birthday a, a while back, a week ago, huh? Yeah, man. It, it, yeah, it's crazy celebrating a birthday in 2020. It, it was weird. I, I didn't do much, man. I didn't really do anything. It was, it was, but I will say this. I, I was very happy to, to have another year because you guys know how there it was when we were coming up. Lord knows, I didn't mm-hmm. think I'll still be here, so I was definitely very happy for that. But man, just twenty twenty's just been a weird year, man. <laughs> just point blank. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So what you turn thirty? Uh, twenty four. Twenty four, man. Uh, happy uh, belated that's, birthday, that's man. Hey, happy birthday. That's a good age. That's a good <laughs> age. We, I'm just gonna stay there. I'm gonna stay there. That that was a good time in life. It's a good time in life. Yeah, man, it was, it was funny. I mean, that's the time you drive across the city for no reason. <laughs> Ain't no back. I ain't gonna lie to you. Sometimes, man, I get in the car and I still drive across the city for no reason. (laughs) I'm trying to see something. (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to see people doing stuff different than I'm doing. All all we do at this age is we just pay bills and shit. Pay bills and and and, and then you're waking up in the middle of the night with that dream. And what if you didn't pay it? (laughs) And you're like, I already paid this bill. Why the hell am I scared? Hey, and you don't want to be like some of our folks when we were coming up when uh when you like, hey, how come you ain't answering the phone? <laughs> right. Somebody, somebody wanna to talk to me. I ain't got nothing to say. Somebody, that phone will ring all day. All you know, day. Speaking of speaking of bills, I had to go get a uh, renew my uh my plate sticker. Man, that thing is uh, is almost two hundred dollars. Yeah, dude, this is it's one seventy five now. Yeah, I got when did that. it go? When it when it go up? Shit, I don't know. Last time I did it was like one thirty. I thought it's about two hundred. I, I gotta do that now. I'm riding around right now. Oh, I got. I definitely <laughs> gotta take care of it. And, we, and listen, we got multiple cars, you know. So it's like, I, and you probably have the same situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Jeez. Wow. It's crazy, man. Well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, just school. keep riding dirty. It's all right. Get a just keep riding dirty. I'm, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that, Officer Jules. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, fellas, man, let's 
man, let's have some fun, man. We our last couple episodes, man, and obviously with what's been going on in the world, you know, we had to delve into some of that stuff. But for our audience, we wanted to hit you guys with a little something more lighthearted. So we wanted to, you know, talk to you guys about some of our, you know, favorite sitcoms of the '90s as we were coming up, and then also we want to hit you with some overrated ones too, because we know that a lot of those sitcoms weren't so great. But before we get into the episode. We actually want to, uh, you know, introduce our new sponsor. So I wanted to just talk to you guys a little bit quickly about our new sponsor. So our sponsor is Sumato Coffee. What our new sponsor uh, looks at when it comes to coffee is they feel that coffee is best served two to 14 days after it's being roasted. So beyond that, they feel that it starts becoming stale. So at Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when coffee is best roasted. And that's why they always put the roast date right on the bag of their coffee. Once they get your order, they'll roast the beans, they'll ship it to you within 48 hours, and lastly, they believe in respecting the integrity of the coffee bean and have made a conscious effort to never serve customers pre-ground coffee and only offer whole bean coffee to their customers. So this company basically realizes that the way that people traditionally drink coffee is kind of like outdated. So they want to take a different approach to the way coffee is being served. So for any of our listeners here on the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, if you're interested in learning more about Samato Coffee, their website is samatocoffee.com. So that's spelled S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. Also, if you're interested in ordering from them, you can use code BALLERSCOFFEE. So that's at sumato.com. Use BALLERSCOFFEE. And you'll get a 20% discount courtesy of Pulling Back the Curtain podcast on your entire order. Or they have a subscription service with their platform and you'll get a 20% discount with that as well. So we want to thank our new sponsor, Sumato Coffee. Without that being said, we're going to get off and get into this episode, fellas. Let's talk 90 sitcoms. Can I use that code? <laughs> Man, go for it. Go for it. So go for it. Okay, cool. All right. It'll probably, it, hey, it'll probably help us because, uh, you know, sometimes some of our listeners, you know, we, we, we don't know where they're at with spending any dough right now. But, you know, so definitely. Yeah, definitely. But no, so man, let's get into it. So favorite 90 sitcoms, fellas. I don't know who wants to kick us off here, but we, we, we wanted to start off with a list of our top five. Number five, whenever you guys want to go into it, let's, let's do it. I started up. I got married with children. Ooh, nice. in the building. And, and the reason I put Mary Children number five, I spent a lot of time watching Al Bundy. And, you know, it's before, <laughs> you know, it, it's before, no, you know, it's before Black Lives Matter. It's before the feminist movement. It's, you know, Al Bundy was everything. When you think about it. I mean, you had no ma'am. I mean, no ma'am was hilarious. You know, they had those T-shirts. You know, uh, Peggy was always trying to take his money and take it and take his sperm. <laughs> he didn't want to sleep with her. He sold shoes. He saw ugly feet. <laughs> so I mean, Al Bundy to me was pretty much you know that guy because I got a problem with women's feet due to Al Bundy. You know, I look down at people women's feet and I go, oh my god. I think about well, what would Al Bundy do? I remember one episode he talked about chopping our toes off and putting her in a box. I was like, wow. I mean, he was man. Al Bundy was just legendary. I mean. The way the way he talked to Bud, the way he talked to Kelly, 
you know, Jefferson next door, who was kind of like a, a man that had really soft hands. It, it was a funny show. I mean, I love Married <laughs> Children. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, I used to always think Jefferson got beat by Marcy when I watched that show. I thought Marcy was a guy at <laughs> the season two. <laughs> she, she got to do a short haircut. Well, let me stop. Let's not go there. <laughs> so, well, it was a, <laughs> she's a very strong lady. <laughs> oh, I mean, also, I mean, one time, let's shout out for B- Kelly Bundy in the building. Mercy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Christina Applegate. Yeah, Christina was, Applegate, yeah. She has a great She had a great career. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, she has, she has pretty cool movies after that. I mean, but you just keep seeing Kelly Bundy. You know, like, you know, when you play a dumb character, it's hard to escape it. She did her best to escape Kelly Bundy syndrome. Wow, she, she definitely tried. But, and Novak, that's, that's a good show right there because, like you said, man, before – you know, you know, we've dealt with a lot of things in America with, you know, our perception of like what's right and what's wrong, whatever. <laughs> but that show, man, that was cool. Like, cause all Al Bundy wanted to do was be left alone. He wanted to sit on his couch, watch some TV, and reminisce about scoring four mm-hmm. touchdowns in high school. That's all he cared about. Oh yeah. Oh man, Pokai. With the infamous uh with that with this hand inside his pants while he's sitting down watching TV. <laughs> I mean shit. I mean, hey, no different than the other man out here, shit. Right, right. I remember the episode he went back to high school and he scored that touchdown. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Ed O'Neill, Ed O'Neill was awesome. And, and they had a cool-ass dog, too. Buck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That dog looked 45 the first episode. I've never seen an animal look old from me. I hope that was the same Buck. I don't think so. That dog looked dead the first oh, couple episodes, the first couple seasons. Oh, man. <laughs> it was like toxic derm. He was just sitting there. Just sitting there. <laughs> Yeah, eyebrows and everything, man. He's he's raised his eyebrows on set. I'm like, wow, the dog is actually acting right now. He's acting better than Kelly Bundy. But you know that you know, I I man, I love that uh show because it was, it was it it, it didn't it, it talked they talked how they feel, man. It was just a, a good show. You didn't have to think of nothing. It was just dude was just being dude was just being a man, being a man. Uh, and, and, and where was that show set out out of? I want to say that was Chicago. That's suburban Chicago. Yes, sir. And you yeah, know, was it uh was it Springfield? Was it Springfield? I f- uh uh, it, it was. I forgot. No, it was it was like a suburb right outside of Chicago. It's a suburb. Okay. It up, you know, with the shot, the Sears Tower. Yep. Okay. Nice. Right. 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 That's right. Nice, man. Uh, that's hey, good. That's, that's a good one. one. That's, that's a good, good one. one. Now, I hope you guys, I'm going to come with my number five, man. I hope you guys uh, think this is a good one, too. Y'all remember Rock? Oh, yeah, your boy uh, Charles Dutton. (laughs) Yeah. Now, Rock aired from 91 to 94. But, you know. That was a short short run. Yeah, it was a short run. But I think Rock was, it was. It was a sitcom. It was a comedy, but they they talked. They was hitting on some real issues, you know. Saying Rock Emerson, he he played a city uh, uh a garbage man collector, and he also you know he's working and also he has a wife uh and um, his brother and his father live with him, and they talked about their storylines were about about racism and 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 careers and and I remember one episode in particular where. Yeah, a, a dope dealer moved next door to next door to him, and 
Rock had took a stand and talking about he want him out of there because he don't want, you know, dude selling dope and messing up the neighborhood. And he took a stand and got him up out of there. But dude paid Rock a visit. But Rock didn't, he didn't step, he didn't bow down to him. He stood toe to toe and was like, listen, as long as you're going to be here, I'm going to be in your face until you get up out of here. And they was hitting on subjects like that, but in a, in a, com in a comical type of way. That's what, that's what I really dug Rock because I was like, man, this dude, he was, this dude was a man. He, you know, and I think uh, the funnier he get, when, the more angry he get. That's when the funnier he get. But that's, that's one reason I like him about it. I'll tell you one thing about Rock, man. He was about that life. I, I wouldn't have wanted him as a neighbor because he was intimidated, bro. Oh, yeah. You're a big dude with that head. That boy got a head on him now. You remember the drug dealing episode when the drug dealer basically moved into the block and he and Rock grabbed him by the throat? Yup. <laughs> right. Funny, right. Man. Yeah, you remember. Yeah. No, hey, no, man. You remember, man. I well, remember. I mean, you're talking about you're going to close your business down. You're going to leave the neighborhood. Dude, like, I ain't. <laughs> I was like, wow. And the way he looked at him, you know, he gave him that, he gave him that Charles S. Dutton stare. He looked at him like, you know, he had mag, he like he was gonna take his mind or something like that. I mean, he, you know, he was a he was a funny dude, man. Well, I mean, the show wasn't meant to be funny, but, but he it was, was funny. funny though. It was it was real funny. Yeah. He was cheap. Mm -hmm. He collected garbage. <laughs> and you know, listen, and we all got people in our family like Joey. Joey was a fucking scumbag deadbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With loan sharks mm -hmm. looking for him. <laughs> Right. He had potential because he was a trumpet player. Right. He had potential, just didn't want to apply. Well, you got to watch the musicians, man. You know how they go pretty much. <laughs> you know. I wonder how that, I wonder how that, that, that scene would work out in today's time with him telling, uh, telling the dope deal that he, he's just going to be in his face 24-7. He would get a shot. Uh, uh, I'll say <laughs> the season would have been, not been three years. It would have been uh, two weeks. <laughs> They would have, they would have, they would have had like a, a rally for rock out, rock in his neighborhood at that point. He would have been, he would have got his own street. <laughs> Dovek, you, you a fool. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! He would get his own street. He said he would have his own boulevard. Yeah, own boulevard, <laughs> Rock Avenue, and all the garbage trucks oh, over man. there. Basically, build a horn twice when he picks up the garbage. <laughs> hey, hey just real quick, man. Uh, I'm gonna say your number five. That just got me nostalgic, man. About the '90s, bro. That was a that's a good one, man. That's that was a good show, bro. Real good show. Oh man, thank you, man. Coming for you, Prez, man. I really appreciate. it. Thank you, man. But you know, it also makes me mad that Fox they uh they slept on the black sitcom. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I'm, I'm getting ready. To, I'm getting ready to go left field on you guys, and you guys are definitely are about to come for me, and I already know, and I'm waiting for it to happen. Uh, my number five is uh, the Golden Girls. Oh wow! Yes. Oh snap! Yeah, dude. Uh, the most sarcastic show of all time. Yes. Damn. B. Arthur. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ain't hey, mad. No, I ain't mad at you. Thank you, thank you, bro. So that one, man, that was a show I used to watch with my grandma, man, when I was coming up, dude. So Saturday number nights, five. dude, it used to come on. Yeah, you already know it used to come on uh, before Empty Nest, but I'm probably telling my age, whatever. But uh, the night. Yes. <laughs> That's right. So, no, man, this show for me was, was awesome because it, it's brought me back to just those simple times growing up, watching that with her. And just, you know, that's when life was simple, man. It was just before Bills, before, you know, we became jaded with life. It's just, it's a show with four women and they just was out there living their best lives. And for me, I like that damn Sophia. She was so sarcastic and she just came for everybody. And 
she kind of even reminded me of my grandma because you guys both met my grandma. My grandma mm-hmm. was, if she liked you, she liked you. But if, if she weren't really fucking with you, then she had some words for you. And uh, that's kind of how Sophia was for me. Sophia was just one of those people that she always had something smart ass to say. And I love that shit. It was just, it's really funny, you know, when I think about that shit. And then my favorite episode of that show actually was when Sophia showed more of her like, uh, she sold more of her human side. And you guys may not even remember this episode, but it was like the only black character I ever remember being on the show. And this guy, surprisingly, he had some sort of mental issue. I think he might have had dementia or Alzheimer's. I don't know what it was. But Sophia, she actually befriended this guy. And she showed more of like a human side to him. And it was, it was crazy because at that time when we were kids, we didn't see a lot of like African-American actors on TV, you know? So in that situation, you know, it was this kind of cool seeing Sophia kind of like rallying around this guy and, and basically helping him out because he was in distress. So that that was my number five. That's a pretty good pick. Solid pick. I mean, I spent a lot of time with my grandma watching Golden Girls. I remember, I remember when that theme song would come on. I knew I had to go to bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, you had Blanche, who was just downright nasty. You know, she was screwing everybody. You know, hey, yeah, hey Blanche gave zero fucks, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was getting it in every episode. I still remember the episode, the one where uh, Sophia tried to fake like she got hurt when she's working with Dorothy's uh, ex-husband. They were going to sue. Oh, with Stan. Yeah. Stan, they were going to sue. That was funny. Yep. Yep. Man, you know what? Man, I'm happy you guys messed with me on that one because I thought I was just waiting. I was like, man, they about to clown me on this one. No, Thank it was you. a good show. It was a good show. I mean... I spent a lot of time watching that show, and I watched it in syndication. And I actually had a Golden Girls T-shirt a couple years ago. It was pretty funny. Who? Hey, who? Who was your favorite character, Novak? I, I, I would say I would say Blanche was my favorite character because you know she was like simple, but at the same time funny. And sometimes they were always laughing at her. Yeah, that's yeah, what's they, up, they, man. They, they they definitely always came for her because she had a different boyfriend every episode. Mm-hmm. Every episode. I remember one episode where um, somebody said, "That's more. You got more mileage on you than a, than a uh, Yugo." I was like, "Wow, damn, damn!" <laughs> and their and their humor and their wit was so evil. You have to really listen to them describe. You know, when they talk about each other, it's brutal. Dude, especially with B. Arthur, she she was she was tough on that Dorothy. She came for people. Mm-hmm. Too. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny about it. she looked old and she really wasn't that old. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Yeah. But if you remember a lot of the shows that she was in, she always played that character. You like, I know you like in your forties, but why do you look so old? It was it was crazy. And how about uh how about Betty White, man? Still going strong, dude. Dude, ninety eight years old. Shout man. out Betty White. I know. Wow. Man. Yeah, COVID. Yeah, take that, because Betty White's still out here thriving, son. I know. What you got for number four, uh, Novak? I got Seinfeld. And I'll tell you why I got Seinfeld. That, that show was just hilarious. You know, it was one of those shows. The reason I didn't rate, rate it higher is because you got to really pay attention to Seinfeld. And I, I didn't like it at first. And I remember watching George Costanza, you know, his, with his job the Yankees, and that was hilarious to me. The way, you know, he'd be talking to Steinbrenner and you never see him. <laughs> you just see his hands and his feet. And he'll be in the office, whatever. I mean, George Costanza was hilarious. I, I think about all the funny uh, things they created. You know, you know, they created. Uh, you know, you know, they. You know, you got the soup. You had the soup Nazi. You no know, soup for you. I remember that. 
you had the you had the episode with you know where uh, Seinfeld, who basically Jerry was the original uh, shoe guy on TV. He was rocking new shoes, new Nikes every week. Yeah, so he I, was. Used to, I used to watch Seinfeld sometimes to see what type of heat Jerry brought. I mean, Jerry Jerry Seinfeld was the original you know shoe king, shoe king. You know what I mean in that situation because his shoe game was phenomenal. He's wearing like Jordans. He's wearing Barclays. He's wearing Air Force Ones. And I'm like, this is Jerry Seinfeld we're talking about. And he was always color-coordinated, which is hilarious to me. I think George Costanza is my favorite character because he just didn't care. He said whatever he wanted to say. He was ignorant. Uh, he didn't care about being ignorant. I mean, Kramer was, Kramer was like, absent-minded. And we all know what happened to Kramer years later, <laughs> you know, in that situation you know, in life. So, <laughs> yeah, life is yeah. Yeah, he went. He went down a certain path. He shouldn't go down. Yeah, he he lost his way, huh? He lost his way, and you know, hopefully, he finds his way back home one day. <laughs> maybe, maybe he might accept his apology. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I would say that uh, I just love watching Jerry. I love, I love watching Jerry tell tell a story, and I like how they opened up the show with him doing stand up every week, and it was a relevant uh, stand up monologue opened up the show. So that was my number four. That's a solid one. That's a good that, choice, that, man. That was that was a good show. Plus, damn Newman, right? Oh man, Newman. <laughs> Newman, and then um, you also had uh, uh, Elaine, I believe it was her name, right? Oh yeah, she she was she was a baddie though, low key. Yeah, she was. Man. She was pretty crazy. I mean, you know, I still I still remember Festivus for the rest of us. Oh, that had my stomach hurting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys ever do that uh, with your with your jobs? They ever do Festivus? No. No, I mean I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, we we done that a couple of jobs. It's kind of it's kind of funny, kind of funny. What you got for us, Jules? Number four. All right, so number four, I got the Wayne brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're man, talking. man, I got the Wayne brothers. Man, I watch every time they come on uh, on syndication, uh, uh, either uh, uh, MTV Two or something like that. I always check it out, man. Uh, you know, the Wayne Brothers aired from 95 to 99, another short, you know, not too long. They're decent, I guess. You had brothers Sean and Marlon uh, Williams is the names on the show. But they uh, <laughs> is the Wayne, Sean, and, and, and Marlon Williams. But also, you, you had Pops played by John uh, Witherspoon. Rest in peace, man. That that brother was funny. Bang, bang, bang. Man. Yeah, that's all he was doing to talk about in the... Um, in the uh in that show was just banging and stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> bang, I remember he, he I remember he talked about him hooking up with Della Reese. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Boy, man, that show was funny. So the premise of it was, you know, Sean and Marlon, they both uh lived in an apartment in Harlem. And Sean owned a newsstand. Marlon used to work with his pops, but ended up getting fired <laughs> and started working with his brother. <laughs> And stuff like that at the newsstand. Uh, they also had a security guard named D, who just who never did any security work, but just gossip, be on the phone, looking for dudes and stuff. Man, that show was funny. Uh, who's your Who's your favorite character on there? Oh man, my favorite character is Pops. That's my That's my favorite character. <laughs> he always talking about, like I say, banging. He was so bang, banging women and pulling his belt out every time uh, his boys. Uh, don't do what he's don't do what he tell them to do and uh and 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 selling it and worst cook everybody talk about his cooking not being good 
That chili. <laughs> that chili that was killing people. It was the, yeah, it was hey, that chili. <laughs> hey, he called it a mystery. He called it mystery chili, man. Is there's a there's a surprise in every bowl. <laughs> you know what, man, Jules? That makes me sad, man. Every every show that you talked about, it had a short run. I'm like, man, why why did they respect our shows, bro? I, 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 yeah, I get you, but it's it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better now. I got I get more for you. Okay, you got better. Okay, that was one of those. That was a WB show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's WB. Yeah. All right. Well, but you know what? What was that show that they had on the WB that played for like a decade? That I man, what was that show? Uh, oh, you Dawson's about- Creek or some shit? Yeah, yeah, you talking about trash? Oh, oh man, with Dawson who was thirty five years old playing a high school kid. Yeah, I'm like, what are we was- doing? Man, old Beacon hairline was receding, and you know he was thirty-five, chasing out to Joey. You know, chasing out to Joey. That was terrible. It was terrible. And Pacey was weak. <laughs> like Man, you said, his hairline was his hairline was receding back then. James Van Overbeek. How you know? How you know these characters, Novak? Oh man, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? What's going on, man? What's, What's going, going on, bro? I, I did. I'm looking at my notes. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I thought we gonna have to. I thought we gonna have to have a talk after this, now. <laughs> man, man. man, you know what? They they just you know the show was always on, man. It, it, it wasn't better. It, you know, One Tree Hill was funny though. I mean, <laughs> that one was mm. decent. That that damn Dawson's Creek, though. No, that that thing was trash. That was trash. Oh, yeah, Dawson mm. was trash. Mm. One Tree Hill. They opened up with that song on there. They had that. They had that. They had that R and B song open up with that dude singing that note. Oh, it's had my stomach hurting. <laughs> Well, I'll okay. say uh, for my number four, fellas, uh, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Uh, Ju, you brought it up on the open. Saved by the bell, son. Word? Yes, sir. Dude, that show. Okay. When I, when I think about that show, it, it reminds me of Saturday mornings, man, as a kid. That, that, that was my show. Now, I didn't, I, didn't fuck right. with hang, I didn't fuck with hang time too much. Sorry, Anthony. Anderson. <laughs> oh, he had no hang time. How was no hang, hang time. time? What oh they call him, Teddy Bear? I'm like, Teddy Bear. Out of here, boy. Oh, God. He sweated the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they, they can miss me with that show. But uh, Save, about, Save by the Bill, that, that was my jam, man. So I'll say, for me, my favorite character on that show was Kelly Kapowski. And that was like, that was that. She was, the, she was everything. She was the original dime piece for me on uh, when we were coming up. Just That's just my personal opinion on her, but. She was bad, and okay. I low key hated on Zach because, like, I didn't really care for Zach Morris's character because I was like, man, this dude—he's like entitled, got everything. He had that goddamn cell phone. I just hated all that. He had a car. He thought he was a shit. Like, whatever. So, mm-hmm. so we went um, later on in that episode, in that in that series, when Kelly like broke up with him because she started dating that guy, uh, uh, the her boss uh, when she was working at the Max, that creep that was like, uh, he was in college. And he was like right, her manager, yeah. and Kelly started dating him. And remember, I don't know if you guys, I don't know how deep you guys get into this show, but I'm about to go deep on this. So on my episode that I really loved about this is when Zach and Kelly, they were like dancing at the max. It must have been like some sort of like a homecoming dance kind of thing. And Kelly called uh, Zach by dude Jeff's name and shit. And then all of a sudden, Zach has this epiphany like, oh, my God, my girl's cheating on me or this shit's over with. And you can see the pain in his face. And me as a kid, I was just kind of like enjoying that whole situation of him just having his heart broken. I loved every second of it and shit. But just for our audience just listening, Jeff was a scumbag. 
He was probably like a junior mm-hmm. or senior in college at the time, messing with a high school girl. It's not cool. Just, just saying. And then, hey, hey, hey Prez, what happened? Uh, what happened with Jeff? Was was he messing around? Yeah, he had other mm-hmm. girls. He had girls on college campus. You know, yeah. I think he, he saw Kelly like she was something to eat. You know, that, that's pretty much what that was about. A little appetizer, a little snack. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny, right? Because when we coming up, we didn't know no better. All Kelly did was kiss him. But she felt so guilty about that kiss, then she broke up with Zach. That's the mm-hmm. 90s for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Poor Zach, man. That was a great show on Saturday mornings. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, they were cool. I mean, Screech. You had Screech on that show. You know, he was just strange for no reason. You had Lisa Turtle. Who, oh, man. I mean, she was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fallen man over there, man. I ain't never seen a person, you know, and they're doing a reunion show and they won't even talk to her about the reunion show because, you know, she's dealing with a few things, but yeah. yeah. She, she lost her way too, huh? Yeah. She had another fallen, fallen uh, 90s icon, you know, in that situation. But oh, yeah, wow. she, yeah, she was good on the show. <laughs> that much. All right. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie, guys. Yeah, I, I used to watch. I used to watch hell out that show, man. Yeah, dude, we we all did. And, and yeah. anybody, anybody that grew up with us and they try to act like they did, you lying, you lying. And on top of it, your ass wished that you was eating at the max. Because guess what, I did too. And but I did get to eat at the max though. I spent two hundred dollars on some burgers and fries and some drinks when they had the pop up. But, oh, it was expensive. The one on North Side, I remember. Yeah, yeah. the wait to get there. Did, you, that was did you go check it I out? Yeah. I went there. I had to do it. <laughs> you had to. Yeah. You know, McKenzie. this because this was this was before Corona, so I picked up the phone, took a picture. Now nah, shit, you wiping that phone down and doing all kind of shit to it. <laughs> well, it was nice. It was nice to see it in person. I mean it, it was a nice pop up. Bayside. Saved by the bell. Man. Shout out Mr. Building. <laughs> yeah, <God>. right. <laughs> Fuck you, Zach. What you got, number three? <laughs> number three, I got... <laughs> what the, what's oh, man. that dude, man? <laughs> Hardcore, man. He wants to replace that man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, my number three is Martin. And I'll tell you why it's Martin. Oh. Martin Lawrence. Novak, hold on. Hold on. No, hold on, Novak. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't do that. You know what? People out there putting back the per- curtain podcast. I, w- I was wrong for doing that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish Novak. And then I'll jump in. The reason I picked Martin is because Martin Lawrence, you know, I'm talking about before the medication, before walking down the street, doing run tail that, before he, before he got naked in the middle of traffic and everything else was awesome. You know, what show do you know where a guy could play nine different characters on one show? <laughs> I mean, you had, you had, I mean, you had Shanene, you had Jerome, you had Roscoe, Dragonfly Jones, you had Edna Payne. When he played Cole's mama, that was terrible. Yeah, old Otis. Yeah, Elroy Preston. You had Bob the mechanic. <laughs> and he did the, you know, he did white face on TV. I was like, wow. And, you know, and, and it was before that was offensive. And he played a white face character. This is before white chicks. This is before the Wayans did it. It was hilarious. Then you had King Beef. You know, he had that guy. You know, he used to dance like he was MC Hammer. He was making fun of Hammer, King Beef. <laughs> so I was saying, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh my God, man! I, I was I was watching the dragon I was watching the Dragonfly Jones clip the other day, and I was like I was spitting water everywhere. I mean, it was hilarious. You, got a, you know, when you got a thirty-six-year-old man, you know, doing karate and teaching karate and getting broken down by students. 
And then you had the guy who dealt with his uh, brother man come in and be his assistant. <laughs> and it was so funny. I mean, you know, you had brother man, hustle man. You know, you had. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of great characters on that show. I mean, you think about. I mean, Dipsy. besides G- Gina Pam and everybody. Go ahead. And I was gonna say you had Dipsy too. He was funny as hell. Oh, he was hilarious. Nipsey was a hater. Nipsey was always tipping him off. Remember when Gina left him and she had that other dude for a while? And Nipsey yep. was like, she up in here with that new dude. <laughs> 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 and, and then you think about Tommy. Everybody know a Tommy. A person we don't know what they do for a living, but they got a job. And then, you know, it was hilarious. Then you then don't forget Red was on that show. Remember the guy, the guy is uh the guy with the red hair? He was so ugly. He's an actor. He's also in the heartbeats. Dude, dude from Comic View. Yeah. Yeah. Real ugly comedian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's in the background. And don't forget, Miss Jerry was ignorant. Miss Jerry reminded me Ms. of like, um, you know, remind me pretty much of like, uh, you know, somebody, my aunt or my grandma, somebody telling like mm-hmm. it is. And then don't forget Valentino on the show. That was Chris Rock. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Valentino. Valentino. And then uh, oh, don't, forget, don't forget about Stan. You know, that was Garrett Morris. You know, oh, um, yeah, Garrett Morris, legendary, man. Oh, man. Dude, I mean, Stan was, he was so cheap, man. Yeah, yeah he yeah, sure was. He was really cheap. Then you had the young Tracy Morgan on there. Oh, my God. Hustle Tracy man. Morgan, Hustle yep. man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, still, my favorite character on that show, probably, it, it probably had to go to, it had probably to be Jerome. He showed up as Jerome the first time on the show. I didn't know what to say because, you know, I always like black exploitation as a kid because, you know, my granddad let me watch the Mac and Superfly and stuff like that. I'm not supposed to watch it. So when I saw Jerome show up, I'm like, oh, this is a player here. I'm watching the show. And then he had that that MCM suit on. And then he had that Gucci suit. And then he had that perm. And he had them bad teeth. I was like, oh, my God. Whose uncle is that? (laughs) I said, whose uncle is that? That's the player for the Himalayas. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my God! He tried to holler at Pam. Tell him I'm a, I'm a mount you horse. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> you know, be a, they called it a stallion. That was oh my God! He, he loved him some Pam, didn't he? Oh, he loved him some Pam, man. The sad thing about Martin is you only got five seasons, 132 episodes. I tried to buy the box set, and I can't yeah. find one with, where the actual DVDs aren't scratched up. So I'm gonna probably try to find oh, another no. another method of getting them, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing, uh, Novak. If you can find uh, somewhere that's got seasons one through four, that's mm-hmm. all you need. Because that fifth season was trash. It was trash. I mean, yeah, they couldn't yeah. be in the same room together. You know, and no. him and him and Gina could be in the same room, and then you know when Martin uh, joined that Colts, that's when it went to trash. <laughs> oh, he was. Uh, what was his name? Sunflower. What was his name? Sunflower. Uh, oh my God. He showed up with that robe on with the half braided side of his head. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it was it was out there. What you what you got, right. Jules? That that was that was All a right, good one. So, man, you know what? No back. I man, I thought Mark. I thought it'd be it'd be higher, but number three is a good good spot, man. Number three is a good spot. Martin was uh, that was a good show, man. That's a good choice. That was a good choice. Uh, okay, so my number three is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay, man, it came on. It, you know, it, it ran from ninety to ninety six. Created by the 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 man the icon Quincy Jones. So you had Will Smith, of course, played himself. James Avery, Uncle Phil. You know, uh, 
so the premise of it was this 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 street sparks kid who from West Philadelphia who got to got to move out there with his rich uncle and aunt because he got into a fight and his mom got scared and stuff. So he had to up and relocate so he won't get in trouble and then also to provide a better life for him. So he had to adjust from from his Philly ways, his street ways into a Bel Air type atmosphere, hanging around with rich folks and stuff and trying to put them on on put put them on game and stuff on how to be cool and stuff. I I, I really like that show, man. I really uh thought it was thought it was pretty good, pretty funny. Who was your uh, favorite character? My favorite character was it was it, I it was Will. Okay. Will was Will was real funny. You know, at the time, see, Will came out uh with the uh you know, him and DJ Jazzy Jeff was, you know, had that doing that thing. I think he only had two albums before he got that uh when he hit that that uh got that job uh for the Fresh Prince because uh that album he's the DJ I'm the rapper was 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 uh was dope for him in it for his career. I think really put him on the map, I believe. And um so when the episodes came out, man, it was man. I thought it was pretty I thought it was pretty good, pretty funny. I I catch him I catch him today and still watch him. Oh yeah, that was that was a solid one. That was a solid one for sure. Uh, my number three, uh, me and Novak were thinking the same on this. Mine was uh, Martin as well. Um, okay. I mean, dude, when, when you think about that show, and 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 obviously Novak, he hit that pretty well. So I'm not gonna retrace anything he said. But the big thing would when I think of that show, I think of Martin's ability to play multiple characters, <laughs> fucking hilarious. But also too. Uh, I like the fact that when you think about that show, this was before Fox became the way that they became where now I feel like they wouldn't have a show like that on their network where back then that show was all about uh, unadulterated blackness. So Martin and his whole crew, like, man, they were just doing whatever the hell they wanted to do. They were funny. They were clowning and they tackled a lot of social issues. And I think that that's really important when we look at the way some of the shows nowadays that I don't even really watch I feel like these shows now, they're like kind of bubblegum. They don't really talk about anything, at least from my standpoint. They don't talk about anything at least meaning, meaningful uh, to, to way, the way I think about it. And also, no, too, right. yeah, and when you think about that show, you got to think about that dynamic. Martin and Gina, we were coming up. That was like the epitome of like the black relationship. Like those two, they just kind of went hand in hand with each other. And it's, it's kind of a shame that Martin kind of lost his way and he thought that that relationship was like for real in real life. But, you know, that's a another mm-hmm. story for another day, but he kind of lost his way when it came to Gina. Uh, and then also my favorite character was similar to yours, uh, Novak. I mean, when you watch that show, Jerome was the ultimate, bro. He was the player, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What'd he say? He said he was the original player from the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. Like, the original. <laughs> that dude, he, he was stuck in the 70s, but he always talked in the rhymes. And he actually reminded me of... Uh, I'm just getting ready to go really hard here on this one. He reminds me of my cousin's husband. Like he's got that, he's got that perm. Uh, he's stuck in the '70s, but he don't have nothing Gucci, you know. So if you're listening, Damn. Like, but you still got the same hair as Jerome. But uh, mm-hmm. the thing about it is, when you look, think you look at a guy like Jerome, uh, that man, he he was just crazy. He was crazy. He didn't care what he said. He was kind of, he was kind of, uh, he was also at the same time, even though he was like a loud mouth. He was also kind of chill at the same time because he had his moments where he was like, he, he didn't do all that extra stuff, you know, because there were some moments where he would, when he talked to, uh, he would say, Pam, he would call a junk in the trunk, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> call it junk. <laughs> yeah, he would call it junk, right? But <laughs> but he would have some moments oh, where he man. would like actually be kind of down to earth. So I, I kind of like that. And the, my funny uh, episode when it comes to Martin, and you guys probably remember this. Remember when uh, they stole Martin? Somebody stole or took Martin's CD player, and he mm-hmm. did New Jack City vibe. Oh yeah, everybody. Mm-hmm. That shit had me dying, bro. Because remember, he was like, he basically cut all the lights off, and he was going around interrogating everybody. He had that damn stuffed animal that was supposed to be a dog. Right. He was barking and dog and shit at people. That shit had me crying, dude. <laughs> dude, if people, you know what? In that episode, if you look at Tommy in the background, he was rolling. Yeah, he would have to turn his head because he was he was busting up on uh on episodes when Martin was uh. He jumped over the dog and they act like the dog started uh, growling and barking. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, that was stupid, man. And he told Cole to sit your five dollar ass down for me. Yep. Yep. But you know what the craziest part about the whole time? Brunman was the one that had the CD player. The whole time. Yeah. Yep. And Brun, <laughs> you know what, Novet? You, you missed that character, but Brunman. He was hilarious. The, he would just come up at, in and out of Martin's crib whenever the hell he wanted to. Asking for food, taking stuff, jumping back out the window. You know, he, went, he always came back. He always went out the way he came in. That was so funny. And then, and then he would get that head nod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, didn't you see my note? I left it in the ca- in the cabinet. And he was like, he's like, why would you leave a note in the cabinet? Because I he ran out of all the toilet paper. oh man hey yo what what was your favorite uh, episode on there of Martin uh, oh Martin I I gotta say probably probably my favorite my my favorite episode is probably when he um, is is, is when you know I can't think what's that what's that episode is when he fought uh, Tommy Hitman Hearns and he got those knots on his head Oh, he nice. got messed up. He got oh, messed man. up. You know, every time a fighter loses a fight in real life, he put those pictures up. Like, he looking like Martin off of that episode. I mean, oh, he was messed up. He had those lumps, and he was sitting on the couch the next day talking, and you couldn't see his mouth move. That was terrible. <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. Because like, you, yeah, you, you, you saw that punch coming, too. Mm-hmm. He saw it coming. I was like, wow. And the fact that Gina sat there and pretended like he just didn't get smacked, you know, get beat down like that and stayed with him was hilarious. Hey, I'm telling you, Gina was a ride or die, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What you got for number two? Uh, I got a living color. Nice. And, and the reason I got nice. a living color is because, you know, man, you talking about those characters on there. I mean, you get into Vera, you get into Fire Marshal Bill, you get into Handyman. You get into, uh, I mean, you, you get you get into Wanda, you know. You go you go back to Man on Film, something you couldn't do today because you did Man on Film today. It's gonna be a lot of people outside with picket signs. I mean, that you know, it was a, it was the first time you know some guys play, you know, some guys play you know, feminine guys on TV, and it was funny, <laughs> and you know, you looking like wow. And so it's like it had me cracking up. I mean. And they were blatantly trying to be feminine, you know, on that show. Two thumbs up and a snap. And then, you know, <laughs> and you, was like, oh, you were like, wow, they really going there with this. And they went there and, and people and people were offended, but they didn't know what to say. So it's not like with social media today, what would happen pretty much, 
they would take those clips, put it on social media, and say they're wrong. I mean, the Wayans were ignorant before ignorance was ignorance was uh, was unacceptable. And you think about mm-hmm. it. I mean, you think about homie the clown. Think about a clown. And most kids are scared of clowns. I got, I, you know, I got a friend who's scared of clowns. He said that Ron McDonald assaulted him when he was small, beat the hell out of him. Oh, damn. Yeah. Wow. So homie the clown to him represented a, a sociopath. He's, he's always thought the clowns were crazy people who put on makeup to hurt children. So homie the clown, when he was shooting <laughs> kids in socks, you know, he was terrified. You know, I thought it was hilarious. Well, and Ronald, then, Mc, Ronald McDonald was a weird-looking white man, so I, yeah. I feel your buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't forget Frenchie, who looked like Rick James with a perm. He had them, he had them sunglasses on that gold chain. <laughs> Frenchie. <laughs> Frenchie. Then you had uh you had Vera, you know, when uh when Jim Carrey played that that muscle bound uh, Vera uh, Vera the Oh Lionel. yeah. Oh man, oh. just strong for no reason. And then don't forget about the head detective. You remember that? The guy was like the head the, de- Oh my Dude. god, throw me at him. When he, when, oh, when he threw Ken Ivory Wayans across the screen to go tackle somebody, man, I was laughing so hard my stomach hurt. <laughs> man, that is a, that is a classic show, dude. That is a classic show. Yeah, don't forget you know about what, David that, that, was, that was when Fox was progressive, man, because that show was ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, it was, and they tried everything to slow them down. Like they, they got they got a living color book out there right now, and it's really sad and deep how they tried to like slow that show down because it was so controversial that they were getting hit from everywhere and they had to tell them to tone it down. And then, you know, the Wayans ultimately lost creative control of the show. And then they brought on, you know, you brought on Jamie Foxx, they got Wanda, you know, Jim, you know, Jim Carrey started to write a little bit more, but I think, you know, mm-hmm. at the height of his power, not, nothing messed with it. I mean, you, you think, you know, you think about uh, Antoine, our famous, our favorite homeless person carried his own shit in the jar. And the first time he had his pee and his poop in the jar, I was like, wow. And you know, we know it was you know, I know it was real as a little kid watching it back in the day, because I remember you ride your bike all day. Well, I well, I, I couldn't really ride my bike because I grew a little bit too fast. So so I'll be on a 10 Man. speed to be eight years old. But I come in the house, I come in the house and watch Living Color every every eight o'clock every uh what was that Friday night? Oh, it was so funny. I mean one of the funniest shows ever, man. I, still, my favorite, my favorite probably is watching Head Detective. You know, I thought it was something so mm-hmm. funny about a gal you saw was, you know, you know, Ken I Wayne had a huge head, and you put those little shoes on him. He's like, "Wow, this is not <laughs> going on right now." It was hilarious. And, and don't forget about the Fly Girls. Oh yeah, the Fly Girls. Oh yeah, yeah. Lil Young J Lo. Yeah, yeah. Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez doing her thing. You had. Uh, I mean, you had musical guests, and they had political messages at the every show. I remember the first time yeah. they had Public Enemy on the show, and I was like, "Wow, you know, they on there doing Don't Believe the Hype," and I'm like, "This is cool." I mean, you had Eric B. and Rakim showed up, you mm-hmm. had Heavy D, you had uh, De La Soul showed up, so they were doing conscious rappers back in the '90s, and they basically put a lot of these guys on. So that's what made Living Color so so nice to me. It introduced us to like fashion, music, and culture, and made fun of people. At the same time, also uh, don't forget about Handyman. This might not be PC, but that that mm-hmm. that shit was fucking hilarious too. Oh, it was hilarious, man! He flying through don't the sky. Don't ever estimate the, the part of the, Yeah, don't ever estimate the power of the handicap, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't forget don't forget about Mr. Tubbs. <laughs> oh wow, that's another goal. Mm-hmm. Hey mm-hmm. hey, your mama ain't got no legs. <laughs> Yeah, right. She's going to walk up to me. <laughs> oh, man. man. And Duke, 
You remember the dead dog, Duke? Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, Duke. <laughs> dog, the dog Man. is dead. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, my, that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Hands down. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, okay. Um, my number two, it, it, it come from the, the In Living Color family. And that's Jamie Foxx. Okay. All right. The Jamie Foxx show. It ran from 96 to 2001. You know, Jamie King, uh, Jamie Foxx played Jamie King on the show. He's an expiring actor who heads to Hollywood and hopes to find fame and fortune in the industry. But to support himself, he worked at his uncle's, uh, his uncle uh, played by Garrett Morris, uh, Junior King. And they have a, a hotel, L.A. King, it's called King's Tower. And and I, I Jamie Foxx is just is just a fool, man. He, you know, like uh, Novak said, he came with uh with uh Wanda and kind of bit you know bit off of, of Martin a little bit, but it was still funny, man. I uh, Jamie King, I mean Jamie Foxx is talented. I mean, not only he 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 he's he's funny, but he also he can play instruments, he can sing and stuff like that. So and he displayed all that on on the show and stuff and. Um, and then, of course, you had uh, uh, old girl to play uh, Fancy, Francesca. Uh, God, what is her name? Man, oh, Garcia, Garcia. I believe that's her, I believe that's her name, but hey, hey, hey I, I, that was my number two because that's, that show was just, just real funny. And I catch it every time. If it come on, I watch it. Yeah, she was, that was Garcia, right? Yeah. Garcia, yeah, Garcia, yeah. Yeah, she was, she was bad. She was bad. What was your uh, what was your favorite episode of the Jamie Foxx show? Oh man, it's a whole I want to say my favorite one cuz you know uh Jamie Foxx did Any Given Sunday. Yeah. He was he played quarterback on Any Given Sunday, Steamy Willie Beeman. So <laughs> it was an episode on Jamie Foxx where they had the, the Super Bowl and he had like a Super Bowl uh like a little party. And he had his boys with him and then of course Fancy and uh, his his aunt and a couple other girls came. What and they was making so much so much noise and talking and gossiping, he kicked them out. So they ended up bumping into some legends uh, in the in the in the uh, in the hotel lobby. Uh, Lawrence Taylor was on the show. Uh, Charlie Ward was on there, and they you know they ended up hanging out with them. So Jamie went to go find Fancy to say he was you know was apologizing for kicking them out, but uh, uh, Braxton told him that he that she left with some with some NFL legends. So, Hate so, Hate right. So, uh, <laughs> so Jamie and, and his boys went over there to where they was watching the game at, and they get into a little heated little little discussion, and then next thing you know, they out there on the field playing uh, uh, flag football, and um, Jamie was getting beat up, and he kicked uh, he kicked his partners out because they wasn't they wasn't scoring and nothing like that. So he ended up getting uh, Braxton and and somebody else like a cook or something. So. They end up was coming back and stuff, and in the last play, Jamie acted like he he got he got tagged, but he acted like he uh pulled the hamstring and laid down there for like hours until everybody left. Man, I was rolling, man. <laughs> uh, that, that that was another good show, man. It was that was a good one. It, but you know, what's the common thread, man, with these shows, man? They they were very short lived, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say nothing else about it. 
Yeah, very short-lived, but man, they had some moments on that show. I remember the episode with WC and everybody from uh, West Side Connection. Yeah. And, and they, they had that party. Yeah. And had WC them spoke mm-hmm. their own language. And they had to put subtitles on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> everything sounded, everything right. like, nigga, no, 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 no. I'm like, what? And they basically said, let's go outside. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite episode. And not the hole in the wall in the hotel and went and took the party through the hole. That was terrible. And the, yeah. the screen shook a little bit. That was that was special effects at its worst, but it was hilarious. Hey. <laughs> hey, that was the hey, that was the uh, penthouse suite because they was like, wait, man, ain't no penthouse suite, <laughs> and, they, and they made one. Mm-hmm. Oh, they made the whole man. That had my, that, was, that was hilarious. Well, you know, you know, Junior was gonna find a way to get that cheese, so he, mm-hmm. he figured it out. That's funny. Well, my uh, my number two is uh, actually the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, okay. Yeah, that that show right there, man. I mean. You can't go wrong. It's, it's the most iconic theme song. We all know the words to it. Fire song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that show just because of the vibes that they had with that cast. Like, they felt like a real family to me, even on, on set and off the set. Because even, like, in recent years, when you see them come together, they just seem like they're real close. And I, and I like that. Because a lot of times in this day and age, when you see people that are acting, they're just trying to get a check. And I think these people actually jailed and they actually cared about each other uh, legit so I, that 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 show was like really awesome to me and uh my favorite character was jeffrey the butler mm, okay that dude man even though he wasn't like the main character because the main characters was like phil and uh and, uh, and will and, and carlton but mm, jeffrey carlton, yeah he has some shade out of this world bro he always has some smart ass shit to say and i love that shit dude oh yeah he was quick with it man he was wasn't quick with it, it. And he, yeah. he never seemed like he was doing any work, but you know I, I respected him though because he because he was always there for some smart ass shit. Like it was always like Phil would be saying something or doing something that Jeffrey would be calling him fat on the low. Like that shit used to always have me cracking up. So he was like the king of sarcasm. <laughs> so I, I love that. Uh, my favorite episode actually is I'm gonna get a little deep on with our listeners here, but the episode that I that I related to too was that I don't know if you guys even remember this. But it was an episode with Phil, uh, with Will's uh, father when he came back out of like just from being out of his mm-hmm. life, like whatever. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And so, like, like Will was starting to bond with his father and he's starting to get that relationship. But you could see Uncle Phil, like a little bit from the sideline, he wasn't really feeling that because he was kind of like, I was the one that's been raising you. And now this guy's coming back in the picture and he's kind of like trying to get all the shine again, right? But then you yeah. notice that his father like up and left all of a sudden. And then he tried to sneak out without even saying nothing to Will. And that episode right there was like really uh, important. And it also tackled on some like important issues that happen sometimes in our black community, unfortunately with a lot of our, you know, men not kind of spec stepping up to the table and being responsible for raising their children. And in that episode, you see Will very upset and distraught. And he asked Uncle Phil, you know, why doesn't he want me, man? And mm-hmm. I was just like, to me as a kid, and also kind of going through a situation like that with not having a father figure in my life, that shit hit me because I'm like, damn, you know, that, that that's speaking to something that I thought that a lot of shows didn't do at that time. And I thought that that was like just very powerful as, of an episode. So I don't know if that was something you guys remember, but that, that was, uh, that, that episode hit me. Uh, pretty, pretty particularly, like that was that was something. Oh, man. 
Yeah, I remember that, man. I, like, like I just watched it. Uh, you know the 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 killing part. You know, Phil wasn't. I was reading something about that episode. Phil wasn't supposed to hug Will, but it was so powerful and so dynamic. It was. He just instantly. He just did it like it was, like it was real life, even though it was a show. But that's how in tune the character was, and in that situation, man, that was. That was real powerful. If you didn't, if you didn't have, if your eyes wasn't teary, cause it it hit you. It hit you, man. And I, that episode there, you after seeing that, you'll remember that. You'll remember that episode for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. there's some there's some powerful moments. I remember that time when Carlton and Will were at the party, you know, and Will was pledging for their uh, fraternity, and they didn't want to take Carlton because they said he wasn't black enough. Mm-hmm. That was probably mm-hmm. one of the, the crazy, it, it, it was a real episode because a lot of people deal with that. And you watch an episode and how, you know, how Will basically stood up for Carlton in that situation. Cause you know, Will kind of liked Carlton, but didn't, it wasn't, you know, he wasn't in love with him as a family member. He thought Carlton was strange and Carlton thought Will didn't belong in Bel Air, but to watch their relationship that dynamically change over the years is beautiful. To see those guys turn into bro- they went from cousins to brothers by the by the time they were done, mm-hmm. and you don't get to see that magic on TV. But you can see they genuinely liked each other in real life, outside the set, and you can see that chemistry every time they get on every time they get on stage together. Now you, yeah. you're definitely right about that. There also too, there was the one episode too where. Didn't Carlton, he wanted to, like, shoot somebody or something like that? And I think Will talked about it. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Right. Because I'm trying to think was, was they getting, was they getting stuck up or something? Because Will, Will got shot. Will got shot, yep. You're right. He got shot, and then it scared Carlton. So scared, uh, Carlton got that, he, he went and got a pistol. And But then Will, but then Will realized. Go, go ahead, Press. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, he basically, like, talked to Carlton, like, you're not about that life, and you don't want those consequences, you know? Right, right. While he was laying up in the hospital, man, he told him, give, <laughs> he told him, give me that. And that was another powerful moment, man, because he said he owned. He saved his life. He owned. So, he, he, man, that was Fresh Prince, man. That was them episodes. Yeah, some some powerful dynamic episodes on that, on that show. And that's like you said, Prez. Like you said, Prez, that's something that they ain't really hitting on uh, today, really. Where you know, you had shows back then, they had you had meanings, even though it was funny or this and that. They they give a meaning. You can, when you when that show's over, you can take something from it, right? You know, because like you said, they had their funny moments, but they got deep too. And I thought that those that was very important. So that that show was amazing, and it, and it came on NBC too. And I just think that that's when TV was TV because I, I don't watch any of that shit anymore, but that's. That's another story for another mm-hmm. episode. What you guys got for your uh, number one? I got a surprise you on this one. Oh, I can't wait oh, to hear this. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna go somewhere that a lot of people ain't thinking about right now. I'm gonna say the Chris Rock show, and I tell you what, that's my well, that's Whoa. one of my fit. That's what that's, that's, <laughs> well, that's my number one because Chris was ignorant as hell on HBO, and you guys think like. Some of them skits, he he launched a lot of musical careers. Like that's the first time Jay Z performed like that on HBO. He did the Hard Knock Life on there, and it was it was huge. He had great guests on that show. 
I mean, you, you talk about like you go from you know like you got Yante Diggs is on that show. Don King showed up on there. Uh, yeah, Ayana, who never fits anybody's family, used to, was a guest on that show. <laughs> she was talking about black women on that show. Al Sharpton was there. Al Niverson never fits no family. She, I mean, that woman, that woman taking money, man. You, you know, I don't understand. You know, that's, we can talk about that later. But anyway, you know, Spike Lee was okay. there. You know, D'Angelo did. D'Angelo did. How you feel on that show? That I remember he came out and did that. You know, that's before the commercial where you know it wasn't you know not the commercial but the the video where he's like naked and he's and he basically he's screaming. Ass, huh? Yeah. So I mean, you know, it was a lot of great film. You had the Beastie Boys on there. You know, you know, you know when they were a group. Magic Johnson was on the show, did a did an episode where he did everything. We talked about having AIDS. It, it was weird because, well, HIV. Let me correct myself here. So Chris did everything as magic questions that were unrelated to HIV. And that was, it, was, it wasn't funny, but it was interesting because he was trying not to go there, but the audience wanted him to go there. But it, it was hilarious. I mean, I would say, like, uh, I love the fact that he, uh, he, he let Outcast and Rosa Parks on the show, and that was a hell of a performance. Mm. You know, Outcast live any, any time of year is beautiful. You know, he had Biz Markey on there a few times. You know, we had a, we had a young uh, a young drug free DMX on the show, <laughs> and Jerry then he had the Jerry Springer episode that DMX is on. So Jerry and him pretend to fight to open up the show. It was pretty fun, and you know, it, it just you know just great times, whatever. Basically, you know, he even had he even had Jason Williams on the show, and this is before Jason had the shooting in his house. <laughs> so so oh, there's a lot going on. I mean, I would say from that show. You know, I, 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 hey, Novak, I forgot all about he shot that uh, the guy. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He, he That shooting happened right as he was on the Chris Rock show in his mansion. I was like, what the hell? But I would say my funniest, some of my funniest moments on that Chris Rock show, I was watching the other night, and uh, he, had that, he had that, excuse my language, folks, that nigga please cereal for the UPN <laughs> network. <laughs> I was laughing so hard, my stomach hurt, man. That was hilarious. And then he had the he had the militant hate group for HK. You know, HK, the militant hate group was funny. I remember 12 hours of freedom, free Bobby Brown campaign. Oh, that was funny as hell, man. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I still I love that one episode. We, uh, that's a Jada Pickett episode. He interviewed Pootie Tang. <laughs> and he did that, he did that tippy tie, that tippy tie <laughs> on the show. Mm. Oh man! Then he had LSG come out there and try to clean it up. So he had Pootie Tang come on the show. It's him, you know his character. He basically played. He basically, you know, did like a double that night. So you know, he pretended to be Pootie Tang, and then he go he flipped back to Chris, and then Chris asked Pootie a question, and then Pootie did his hit song Tippy Tie, and I was laughing so hard, man. I re I remember like uh, that was great dorm stuff, man. We watched that. Well, so I'm my age right now. We watched that Chris yeah. Rock show in the dorm, and we thought it was hilarious. We watched Chris Rock and BET Uncut. That's all we watched in college. And so, and, you know, it's just, you know, it, it, you know, if you think about it, the funny, the funny thing about that TV show, well, you know, that, you know, that show for Chris is that the, the skits were so damn controversial. Like the taxi driver confessions, he stole that from HBO. He riding around Harlem talking about, I ain't going to pick that dude up. That dude going to rob me. <laughs> He'll drive by. Hmm. I mean, but the Chris Rock show, man, it was great. I mean, we even, I mean, we even got, uh, man, we even got Bust, we even got Young Buster Rhymes debut on that show. This is uh, leaders of the new, leaders of the, the new school Buster Rhymes. You know, that's when he had that fire. Right, right. The only thing, I, the only thing I thought was wack on that is when LL did Phenomena on the show. I was like, come <laughs> on. 
Yeah, you know, I like you, man. But when you did phenomenal, you came out there the lights, man, and I was just like, this ain't this ain't the LL I want to see. It was too, it was too, it was too silky to watch, man. It was too sassy. You know, I, I didn't want that LL on the stage. You know, I wanted you, to be you, a little bit, a little bit harder. You know what I mean? It, it was too much going on. You, you know what, Novak, man, I, man, I want to thank you, man, because. I haven't seen the Chris Rock show in so long. I have to go back and watch it because I forgot all about those episodes, man. Also, too, he man. had some great writers on that show, mm-hmm. Wanda Sykes. Oh, yeah, good. I have to go back and look at them, man, because I believe didn't he wasn't he driving around with a uh, ice cream truck with Tupac, a Tupac head on it or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you Dude, was, you, man. man, you gonna make me, I, man? I gotta go back and watch some um, episodes, man. It was hilarious. I remember he had Eartha Kid on the show doing Black History moments. That had me cracking <laughs> up, man. Eartha Kid scares the hell out of me. <laughs> well, scared the hell out of me in that situation. I be, I remember he had, uh, he had John Amos on the show. I watched that one a couple of days ago again. And then you know he, uh, when he put Ali, uh, he had like Farrakhan doing a clip, and he had Ali Leroy. Pretend uh, to be Farrakhan. Oh my God, it, 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 it's a funny show. It's just that it was so it was so ahead of its time. You know, we only got four seasons of it, and you know, mm. it, it just you know, well, three, three and a half, almost four. It was you know, yeah, Louis C.K. was writing on that show. You know, you had, uh, I mean, you had like one of the sites did a lot of work on it. Yeah, it, it, it was filmed in New York City. You know, yeah, Grandmaster Flash did the opening music. Oh man, it was it was it, it was great because you know all of New York showed up and showed out. And the first episode was Johnny Cochran with Prince. Right. Don't get no better than that. You had Johnny Cochran basically come out and talk about the OJ case <laughs> on the show. On the that show. Was, that was episode one. Yep. And then mm. I, and I, I remember he had that, that uh, you know talking about renaming streets. He did that Tupac um, Tupac Shakur Boulevard. Oh my God, that was funny as hell, man. He also had a episode where he had Al Sharpton and Jay Z on there. Yep, yep, that is true. That is true. I mean, the only person performed twice on that show was D'Angelo. D'Angelo was on there twice. He did musical performances twice on the Chris Rock show. Uh, the Maxwell one was too. It was too freaky to watch as a man. You know, Maxwell bothers me in person sometimes. You know, he gets in the bathtub, does cocoa cure and stuff like that. He like make him stop. I, you know, his, his mm. music, it sounds like he's trying to get in your head. I'm like, I'm a man. I don't want to, you know, like, you know, I'm like, I think he, I think his music is awesome. But Maxwell, the way he looks in the camera, it's like he's not just singing to the to the ladies. I feel like some of those dudes in the background are like, we yet. I mean, you know. Might be. I mean, you got a song called Something, Something, Something. What the hell is that? It, it, it's cold. <laughs> Something, 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 and every song sounds the same. <laughs> oh man! I remember I used to play that. I used to play that album in the dorm, man, and people just be mesmerized. Come stand in your door and gyrate. You're like, what's up? You got, Max- <laughs> you got Maxwell on. I'm like, what? He said, stand in the door and gyrate. <laughs> you okay over there? I'm gonna go put me on some pajamas. I'm like, what? Maxwell did all this. I put on, I put on some some Jay Z and Nas, and people walk by the door. F you. I put on some Maxwell. People, you watching TV tonight? Like, not with your ass, but yo, know, I want you to move on. <laughs> oh, he said, "Jai Yeah, I mean, 
Yo, Maxwell, yo, he he really put Maxwell out. He really put Maxwell out there big time. Don't forget, he uh he had Erica Badu do one of those erotic performances. He did on and on on his show. And Tracy Morgan was the, the guest that night. I remember people watching that in the dorm and talking, ooh, Erica Badu, you know, that's you know, that's the one for me. And I'm looking, I'm like, man, I don't something about that woman. Yo, you she takes your music, she gives you musical talent and then you disappear. She makes you great and then you disappear. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Man, that's what's man, that's what's up, man. That's a good show, dude. I'm a, I'm definitely gonna rewatch it, man, because I forgot about all that, man. I'm gonna definitely rewatch it. Uh, so, all right, my number one, you guys already hit on it. My number one was Martin, and we um, we already talked about all the characters he played and stuff like that. You know, Martin went from '92 to '97. One thing I really appreciate with Martin. Martin, Martin came in on the end of the Cosby show because the Cosby show ran from 84 to 92. Now, Martin was starting in 92, so, you know, the Cosby show was big, especially for black uh, audience, you know, with uh, Phil and, and, and Claire as being a doctor and a lawyer, you know, prestigious and raising their kids and stuff like that. Okay. Then when that's going off the air, you're like, damn, what are we going to watch? And then Martin filled right in, man. Like you said, those first four episodes, the, yeah, the first four episodes of Martin was was on top, man. It was dope, man. The first season came in, and you know what? You, you know he played his his mother and stuff like that, and 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 all the other uh, the rest of the characters. That dude was a genius. They, you know the writers and stuff like that, man. That show was a, was a genius. You had you know Tommy who, you know, <laughs> talk about work, but he he never. Don't nobody know where you work at. And then Cole was just uh, the, the 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 weird one who was just the, the dumb one and stuff and just say all crazy stuff. Who always trying to get with Pam, but Pam don't give him no play. Stuff <laughs> like that. And you had Gina. Gina was funny and stuff. So, man, that show right there, Martin is, for, for me, ultimate favorite, man. I watch it to the day. I mean, I, I think yesterday had a – Martin been on BET for uh, – showing reruns on BET for a minute now. And I'm always sitting there watching it. What was, um, your favorite, what was your favorite character? The favorite character? It's, it's a couple. It's a couple. I like, I like uh, uh, Dragonfly. Only reason why I like Dragonfly because I'm into the arts and stuff like that. And he do just as funny with all this, the little dance move. You know, he, he, <laughs> he putting dance in his, in his fighting in his, his in his in his style and his art and stuff and always getting whooped and stuff like that. Except for that one time, he actually he actually uh beat up on the student, but that only happened once. But my ultimate um uh character is Otis. Otis okay. was was Otis was funny as shit, man. I, I remember one episode. <laughs> one episode. Pam parked that car. Remember, they all they won that they won that sweepstake and they won that car. Remember, they entered that sweepstake yeah. and they won that yeah. car, yeah. and everybody was sharing that car, right? So Pam went to the ATM, and Otis was out there, you know, checking make sure everybody was was straight. And Pam was about to go, you know, and get some money out the ATM, but she but Otis wanted her to move the car because she was parked illegally, and she told <laughs> she told Grandpa, she said, "Yeah, I'm moving in a second. He said, "No, you're gonna move it now." And then he started tearing the car up. And then she and then Pam was like, <laughs> she like, uh, 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 like, hold on, Captain, you ain't got to tear my car. He said, he said, uh, Cap, she called him Captain Kangaroo. 
And she said, oh, the captain watched me hop on, all in, on his hood and stuff. Man, I was busting up rolling, man. He told her, he told like the seat cover, the side mirror and stuff like that. And and started hitting it with his nightstick. Man, that boy was a fool, man. Yeah. So yeah, that was my favorite character. The funny thing about Otis, he had the damn glasses and he was always pulling up his damn pants. <laughs> oh man. And no pants was tight in the first they tight. No pants was tight anyway. But they still pull them up. But he had little ankles. He had small he had small lower legs. So so basically the top part of it was huge, but his pants were too big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch out there, you young punk. <laughs> Oh my god, he was oh, ultimate. Man. He was ultimate security guard. Yeah, he was. That that show right there was it it, it didn't get the acclaim that it deserved because man, that, that Martin was a genius in his time. Man, he, mm-hmm. he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh so man, I'm gonna hit you guys with my number one. It's a it's an animated show. It's the Simpsons. And uh Ooh, okay, still it's still rolling. Still rolling, right. Was it season 40? Yeah, right. But you got to think about it. When we were kids, that show started, and a lot of people don't know this, they started on the Tracy Ullman show. I'm really going to show my age right here. Butterfinger. That's right. (laughs) Yep. And so a lot of people don't realize that, but they started off as like like one of those little bit, little three, five-minute type of uh, uh, cartoon, and then it took off. So then Fox gave Mm -hmm. them their own show. And – I don't know what you guys think, but for for me, uh, my favorite character on The Simpsons was Homer. That dude was he was hilarious, man. He was a deadbeat dad, but he to me he had a good heart. But he was always choking his son out, and that that shit was just crazy. Just it's just watching that. He always like he, him and Bart. They had like a weird dynamic, but you could tell like they they were tight. But at the same time, he would check the shit out of Bart and not even think twice about it. So that that was kind of funny. Uh, and then my favorite episode of the show, and I don't know how tight you guys were with the watching The Simpsons, but the, the episode where Marge was going against that guy that came into Springfield trying to get them to get that monorail. That episode was dope to me because, like, that damn uh, monorail song, uh, Phil Hartman kind of did the voiceover for that character. But that was such a good episode. And... The Simpsons, like, underrated. They had a lot of really good musical, uh, like, little tracks that was on the show. But I don't know if you guys remember that episode, but that was that was my favorite one. That episode was dope. It's up there, the Michael Jackson episode, which they took away. That you was know, the one with the white Michael Jackson? Oh, my God. You know, in the mental house. <laughs> and then, you know, you got mm-hmm. Michael at the end of the show singing, Lisa, it's your birthday. I'm like, wow. Said, yeah. It's your birthday. <laughs> Happy yeah, birthday, right. Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the white Michael Jackson. Oh, that was hilarious. I mean, it was. I mean, I I could get, I could see that being number one. I totally forgot about that show because it's still running. It's so still it's running. it's mm-hmm. the nineties. It's the it's the it's the you know it's the double O. It's the tens and the twenties right now. I mean, that show forty years deep. Yep. I mean, it's still relevant. Still relevant. Very relevant. I mean, I remember they predicted Trump being president. Yeah, the Simpsons did that. Yeah. They have an old episode about that. They predicted OJ, OJ was going to be OJ. <laughs> mm. you know what? I, forgot, I forgot all about that OJ. Well, you're right. Yeah, they predicted, he going to go back to jail. I was like, wow. He went back. I was like, whoa, Simpsons is wrong. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, they, they they gave us a Trump presidency. 
they talked about this pandemic in one of those episodes. Episode where people got sick. You remember that yeah, episode? That's, where people that's what the whole town was living in the bubble. Remember that? Yep, 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 yep. So if you watch, if you want to know what's going to happen in the next five years, watch The Simpsons. Because yeah, they'll they'll tell you. Uh, also, too, nobody really talks about this when it comes to Homer. But he was the worst worker ever, and he gave no sh- like he gave no fucks about it at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, this guy worked—he worked at a nuclear plant, and he didn't take that job seriously at all. Like I'm like, you could like basically blow up the whole time the town. And Homer just didn't care at all. It, it was just—it was funny. I also too remember the one episode where Homer actually—I uh, remember I don't know with him and Mister Burns—they had like that whole union fight, and and Homer basically helped the union. He was like the union lead, but it was by accident. The only reason why he like cared about the strike was because the, uh, the power plant, they canceled the uh, dental insur- uh, insurance and he wanted to get braces for Lisa. So that's why I say like, well, Homer, he was kind of a bad dad, but at the same time, he was like, he was decent at the same time too. He was just a, he was just a dopey guy. Um, but that show to me was like memorable and, and Novak brought it up. The fact that that show was still relevant after all these years it's been mainstream and it's almost just like a part of a part of America when you think about it. They tackle social issues as well. Uh, so it's, it's just a lot of uh, really good things with that show. And then also, too, that show, it reminds you of just how families are. They were very dysfunctional, but at the same time, you know, they, they had a love for each other that, you know, a lot of people probably can relate to, you know, because at the end of the day, no matter on the outside of Flanders or whoever the hell else came around, they would tighten it up and they would be a strong family unit. So I, I, I love that show. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my number one. I support that. I endorse that. I mean, I, yeah, I remember the Bart Simpson t-shirts. I had a Bart Simpson t-shirt. I thought it was, I had an Icaramba and I thought it was awesome. <laughs> that t-shirt was, you know, it was everything to me at that point in time. I mean, Simpsons, you know, very underrated. You know, you know, you you, you know, you, you spin off into Futurama, which is a great show. That's a very underrated show. Futurama, you know, that's my that's an honorable mention for me. I mean, Fry is hilarious. Okay. I mean, Futurama is one of those shows. It's more controversial than Simpsons. If you watch that show, and you really pay attention to it, you're like, wow, this is pretty funny. <laughs> Who'd you have as your uh, honorable mention, uh, Jude? Did you have another show that just missed your top five? Uh Man, you know what? If if I was to do an honorable mention, it would have been 11 Color. Because I was really going back and forth. But then I was looking at it like, man, I got the Wayne Brothers and I got uh, Jamie Foxx. I was like, ah, they came from 11 Color. So, But that 11 Color, man, that, man, that was, man, that was funny, man. That's, that, that's my honorable mention. I think for mine, it was, uh, was going to be Family Matters. And that, and that, oh, that shit, would, yeah, right? Yeah, that one fell just out of my top five, but I, I, you know, I just I couldn't find any room for it. Uh, but that show right there, that that show was a it was a good show, man. Um, the only only issue I have with that show, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I feel like Urkel he picked the wrong female because if it would have been me, I would have went with Myra. But you know, well, you know, Laura Winslow to him, I don't know what he saw, and I it used to frustrate me watching him go like Laura Winslow every show. And I was just like, come on, man. You could do it. And then he became Stefan uh Stefan Urkel. Yeah. And she could and she and she didn't know what to do. So they kind of flipped the switch on to make her to make her suffer a little bit. <laughs> Cause she didn't know how to handle that when he became cool. No, she didn't know how to handle it because she was superficial. 
You know, she, <laughs> she was very superficial. She's what, you know, she reminds so much of one of those, those people in high school that thought they were very important, but they weren't important. So oh, and she and she was a six on her best day. So I'm like, get over six, yourself. Six boy. out of 20. Mm. Like, what, what are we talking about? Mm. Nothing. Nothing. There was nothing to look at in that situation. I mean, you got to think, when your, when your auntie was better than you, it ain't nothing to say. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to uh, you. Auntie was, was bad. Yeah, they were trying to send Little Richie away every episode. <laughs> you know. Oh, damn. Hey, where was Lil Richie's dad? That's that's what I want to know. Ah man, he a whole, that, hey, Lil Richie had that good hair too. Mm-hmm. There's a whole story behind that, man. It's like I was, <laughs> you know, Papa's maybe something. That's all I can say about that. It was Papa's fritas? But no, uh, yeah. the the one thing too I was just gonna say is uh, Myra, she was she was a ride or die. So I I, I just I feel like Laura, she played too many games. So. Uh, Mm-hmm. The only other thing too, when it came to Urkel in this day and age, he would have been canceled because Laura did tell him no like over a hundred times, and he just did not take mm-hmm. no for an answer. So, a lot of these shows, I, I just think that in today's day and age, and the way that our culture is, Urkel, and you gotta take no for an answer, bro. Just he'd be mm-hmm. up never, he'd be up never to make it, Junior. Right? <laughs> yeah. oh, Without snow dogs, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, oh, damn. He, he said no. You write about that. You write about that, Press. She said no every episode. He kept. He got stronger with it. Yeah. So, oh man, he oh, got the man. can't give up mentality, man. He he was he was right to die for that for that crotch, man. He was gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> he had to have it. I mean, so 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 bad that he created a whole alter ego, man. I know. He he needed. He, he had to have it in his life. And that's that power that you know what, boys. Yeah, she, she had that early Badu. <laughs> oh man. Laura Winslow had the original incense incense. <laughs> At these men talking about see you next lifetime. I was like, what is really going on? <laughs> oh, that's funny. What uh what do you guys have for your uh most overrated nineties uh sitcom? I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out here right now. Sex in the city. Okay, Damn. talk to him. I hate that damn show. I watch it, but I hate it. And I tell you why I watch it because you, you know, sometimes like you know, you're at home and the wife or somebody make you know they always want to watch it. And you sitting there, and you realize that Carrie Bradshaw was an asshole. And yes. I'm wa- and I'm watching the show, and I'm just like, she ruined every man that she came in contact except for Big, who played her ass throughout the whole entire six seasons. He got her ass. He got her back. Big time. He left her at the altar that time. She deserved it. I mean, <laughs> he fucking deserved it, man. I mean, you know, you, you destroyed Aiden. You know, the, the the probably you think you go back to Sex and City. Probably the most controversial scene was when the Russian, you know, Alex slapped her. You know, he, he hit her. He hit her, and he got overseas. He got he got her over. He got overseas and slapped her, and she didn't know what to do. That was the first time in her life that a man has said, "I'm tired of your bullshit," and shut up and shut up, Carrie. He he hit her. You know, it's, I don't advocate violence on women. But I would say, like, that was early what-the-hell TV because nobody expected, you know, Sarah and Jesse Parker to get hit on a sitcom, you know what I mean? But he got it pretty good. And then, you know, you also had uh, you had the Blair Underwood uh, controversy with the Blair Underwood and the Big Nipples controversy was on that show. Yep. It was terrible. He was, the, he was the black love interest. And I was like, what is really going on? And, you know, and women today go, like, did you see his nipples? Like, what the hell? 
just a man. What are you talking about? Did you see his nipples? No, I'm not looking at Blair Underwood's nipples. I mean, it was it was weird. <laughs> it was weird, whatever. Base. I mean, the show was so stereotypical. You know, you had Big, had the you had Natasha, who was better than Carrie. You know, better class. You know, was a model. And you go back to Carrie Bradshaw. What the hell? Then you had Stanford. It was it was the original. You know, gay best friend. He was hilarious. Uh, she screwed Jack Berger up. I remember that weak dude Skipper on the show. That was, uh, you know, that was this, you know, uh, you know, Miranda's character destroyed. She broke his little heart, and he was running around through the city telling me, "You're not going to talk to me like that." It was, you know, it was weird that Charlotte York tried to pretend to be something she wasn't, you know, and she ended up marrying that, you know, marrying the Jewish guy converted to Judaism at the end of the show. No, the ball guy, right? Yeah, the ball guy. You know, the one that had the bad hair on his back and everything like that. Remember, oh. she's married to Trey and, Trey, and Trey thought she was born and couldn't get an erection and screw her. <laughs> and he only wanted to screw her when he thought he was stealing it. When he thought he was getting something he wasn't supposed to get. It was so funny. I mean, that is uh, actually true. Yeah, he was he was weird with her when it came to that. Oh, I, uh, on that show, I like that Samantha dude. She was she was she was a savage, bro. She was a beast. Yeah. She, if I think about it, that whole show. Those women, those four women screwed had more body, they had, their body count was ignorant. <laughs> now, now today, you know, to, if they're doing this today, you know, I mean, back then they were secretly smashing everybody. Women of other races get called hoes is what they do. They got, you know, they did it on the low and then talked about it every week. You know, there's nothing left for them, you know, not to sound like a sexist or anything like that, but... They went through the whole city. There was no man left in New York City. They used to bump into men they screwed when they were out with new men. That's how this New York City is huge. You know, if you bump into the same guy every time you go get a go get a sandwich, that means you didn't you didn't screw too many people in the city. <laughs> Damn. They, 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 a sandwich. They, hey, they would be out having lunch and they'd be running into people. That shit was funny. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's Jack over there. Hide me. <laughs> I only had sex with him one time. He was terrible. I mean, you know, you had a lot of mm. You had like, you know, like I couldn't stand Steve Brady on the show. You know, the guy that uh the guy that Miranda ended up marrying had the kid, but she did oh, him. Yep. She yep. did it. He was so weak on the show. You know, I want you to get out. You we just had sex. I don't need you. I'm like, whoa. Damn. Yeah, second city is evil, he man. Got, he got real weird order. Yep. Mm-hmm. He became the chick and she became the guy. And that's when he lost control. And then she screwed Blair Underwood. He walked in on he had to watch Blair Underwood pipe her down. <laughs> he watched. Damn. Yeah, he watched. He watched what she really been wanting that whole time. And she had just had a baby too, so it was it was fresh. <laughs> it was fresh out the the ER. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 man, boy, oh, boy man. Blair toned her up. <laughs> toned up, man. It, the stitches were still there. No, so, <laughs> wow. Damn. He walked in. With the, he walked in with the baby. Hey. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Even the baby saw it. Mama. How you doing? <laughs> Blair was getting some of that milk, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that? T, you remember that uh, episode with Smash was screwing the thug? Yes. The rec- oh, my God. The record yep. producer? Yep, the record producer, yep. That was wild, man. He was knocking her back. She wanted, she wanted to be with him. He was like, I can't leave you because my, I like my sister more than you. Yep. She was kind of she was heartbroken over that too. She was she was, and she she normally didn't care. Mm-hmm. He got her good. Yep, that's funny. What 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 you got, Jules? All right, so my overrated show is Friends. 
Amen. Talk to them. Talk to them, Jules. Talk to them. Friends, now, I, I had to do some research because I want to make sure I was, I, was, I, was, I was giving them, you know, some respect here because I was like, I never watched the show. I watched maybe one episode and I just didn't think it was funny. Not to knock it. Not to knock it. I know people, friends is just, people love friends. But for me, I just couldn't get into it. I, it went for 10 seasons from 94 to 04. It won like 76 awards. They was getting like freaking like 50 million episodes. So it was popular. I just didn't find it funny. Uh, they had six, they had six, three girls and three guys. And they pretty much shoot their stuff in an apartment or in that coffee house, that coffee uh, shop. And it just wasn't my, just wasn't my thing. So I tried watching it last week or, you know, try to uh, check it out and give it another shot. And I just couldn't, couldn't get into it. So that's me. That's my over, that's my overrated show. Cause so many people like it and think it's, the, it's funny and this and that. And I just, I just, I, I can't get into it. <laughs> that's all I have. Well, uh, Jules, I, I, I'm agree with you because I'm gonna go with that one as well. I I just think, and I and I I, I watched more than a couple episodes. Um, so listeners, don't don't try to come for my boy Jules because he only listened, looked at one episode. Because <laughs> really, that's all you need. The show's fucking trash. So get over it. So um, <laughs> I think this show, honestly, at best was overrated, and it was problematic at worst. So you got to think about it. This show. They, they, they dealt with a lot of stereotypes that I didn't like. And then where were the black people in this show? Like, really? We, we, there were no black people in the 90s in New York? Well, he dated one. You know, Ross dated, uh, what's her name? He Aisha? Aisha Taylor. Aisha Tyler. Yeah, he, he dated her. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Yeah. yeah, he that was the first probably character on the show besides the people in the, in the coffee shop that were passing through. <laughs> so, I mean, that's about it in that yeah, situation. Exactly. That, that was it, though. So that, that, that part would that bother me a little bit, but also too, okay. I'm just going to be a hundred percent with our audience here. We seen this show before. You know what the show was called? College. <laughs> Living single. Was, was it? Living well, single. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. They copied it. They copied it all the way. And guess what? Listeners, you can add us PBTC pod. I don't care because that show was copied. They swagger jacked mm -hmm. our show and then tried to make it their own. And guess what? Even Jennifer Aniston's badass couldn't save that show from being trash. I'm sorry. And that was the only reason why I watched it. So just But she had like many different <laughs> but she had many different forms. She did if you ever watched the first season and compared to last season, she had so much work done that I don't know who the hell that was on last season of Friends. And I do agree with you guys. It, it, you know, that's my, that's my, you know, that was my second choice for most overrated show because that shit was unrealistic. How could they all screw each other basically and be friends? Come on now, Living and, Single, Living didn't work like that. Living Single was more sophisticated than this show. It was more sophisticated, and they were actually friends. Mm -hmm. Also, think think about it from this standpoint, Novak. How the hell did they afford to live in New York as as expensive as New York live, and they have busted ass jobs like? Explain that to me. I don't get it. I mean, unless they had inheritance, you know, that might be part of the privilege package. You never know who get who left somebody some money or something like that. But you know, Ross only one had a real job. Joey was yeah. a struggling actor. 
Rachel, Rachel was in the bar. She's bar backing the whole time. And, you know, and then, you know, you look at, the, you know, you look at Chandler, Chandler, you know, from what I've read and memorized, he was high the whole entire time they did it, friends, in real life. And so, so oh, I mean, damn. yeah, he's on drugs. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. So if you notice, like, his personality was so weird. It was so, like, he was, you know, like, I guess cocaine is a hell of a drug. You know, I think it makes you funny when you're not, not supposed to be funny because, you know, that relationship he had with, um, you know, with, you know, with, you know, with Ross's sister was so weird, you know what I mean? They were sneaking and having sex, and they didn't want anybody to know, but everybody knew. So I'm like, how stupid is this? You know, that's what they, they wanted you to believe that nobody knew. So, I mean, Friends, Friends was weird, you know, like in that situation. I mean, I unfortunately, we have the box set, and I've never opened it. <laughs> I've never opened it because it's always on TV, and I'm mad as hell that HBO Max is going to reboot this trash. And, yep. and, and who the hell want to see that? You want to reboot Living Single, you know, or something like that. I'm yep. a, I know I sound biased in that situation, but that you was such you know, a better you show. You ain't biased. You ain't biased. Yeah. Oh. Oh. You, you want to bring back Joey and Chandler? Nobody want to see their old asses. I don't want to see them. You know, what they going to talk about? <laughs> grandkids? <laughs> they should have grandkids by now. <laughs> I, I'd say, too, man, that show just wasn't relatable to me. You know, just watching it, yeah. I just I couldn't relate to any yeah. of the characters, right? So I just really? I never understood why it was so popular. And uh, for mm-hmm. anyone that challenges our opinions on that, I guarantee you guys never saw Living Single, and I challenge you to watch Living Single. You know, watch the first season season of Little Living Single, and you'll see what we mean mm-hmm. about the fact that it's a carbon copy of that show. Oh, I agree. I mean, I think everybody should spend some time with that and take a look at it just to understand where it came from. I yep. mean, and then you think about Matt LeBlanc, you know, who's been, man, he's been around forever in the, you know, in the game. He just, he got better job after better job. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because now, because now he's doing the HBO and Showtime series now, you know? Yep, 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 yep. I mean, he, he blew up in that situation. He definitely did. But I, I, I'll tell you guys, just, uh, you tell us which show was better after you take a look at it, but I guarantee you that a lot of you probably don't even know Living Single, and you should introduce yourself to that because that was a really good show, and it probably just missed our top five. So, mm-hmm. uh, Novak, man, hit us with uh, our curtain call, our final segment here on the show. Okay, what I you know, what I want to do is uh, I definitely want to give a shout out here, basically to the to the nineties. The decade was fun. It was probably one of the the happier times in each of our lives. We graduated from high school and started a college life. The, the 90s brought us, you know, TGIF, which I didn't know what that meant when I was in, when I was in grammar school because I was never at home in grammar school. I was always in somebody's gym. And I remember being in high school. I'm like, oh, thank God it's Friday. I'm like, I'm so slow. So I, <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. So I was like, it took me years to figure that out because I never took the time. We didn't have Google back then to go search what that was. So, I mean... I would say, like, you know, TJF, it meant a lot to everybody growing up during that time period because, you know, we could sing those theme songs like The Family Matters. We had Step by Step, you know, which had a great song. The Chicago Bulls ruled the basketball universe. We also witnessed hip-hop reach its peak in popularity. You know, Biggie and Tupac became legends during that point in time. Uh, R&B became the, the standard for good music during that decade. And last but not least, the 90s brought us the box. Oh my God! I used to order Luke videos. I remember ordering uh, Scarred on on the box, and that's showing up <laughs> on the phone bill. And my mom was like, "What is Luther Campbell?" I'm like, "Oh no, 
And I mean, you know, you had some hot videos on there. I remember that. You had Informer with Snow. I mean, it, the box was awesome. So, so if you didn't have cable back then, the box allowed you to see popping music videos. You know, I, I was unfortunately was one of those kids. Cable was a was a was a treat. It wasn't like a given like today where I pay my cable bill all the time or or I'm trying to cut my my cables right now and go to, you know, strictly to streaming services. Uh, so the box was everything for us during that time period because I never knew if I was gonna have MTV. If I, I had MTV probably less than I wanted to in life, <laughs> and I probably didn't miss much at all. You know, and I would say like you know we definitely appreciate everything you know that the 90s gave us you know it gave us a different perspective on you know the black family on tv it showed us like you know how tv could be and also left us wondering what the future is going to look like you know i want to see a i want to see more you know diverse sitcoms in the future things that are more realistic so i'm looking forward to what you know what the future brings in terms of sitcoms oh that's what's up uh jules and us with that uh, final thought, brother. You know, today we talked about our top five 90 sitcoms. Man, did it bring back some good memories, man. I'm over here smiling and stuff. Just thinking about it. Uh, thinking about this episode. It's a good episode here. You know, sitcoms brought family together. Laughter and fun. You know, we definitely in need of some good laugh now these days. Um. I know you. everybody heard the saying, time heal all wounds. And even though our country is going through or it has gone through some, some trying times right now, we are healing slowly but surely. Now, this quote is from a man, Freddie Fry. And he said, laughter is the best medicine. A good laugh heals a lot of hurt. And a good smile is a curve that set everything straight. So why are you looking so sad? I know you feeling down and out. I need you to smile. I need you to laugh. Because I promise you a good busting laugh can lighten your day, can lighten the mood, can brighten and make it can brighten the room, make you feel so much better. You know, studies show that laughter curves a lot of things that ills you. Just keep just keep a light-hearted mindset. Light-hearted mindset. Keep yourself in a positive uh, uh, mindset to smile. It'll change the energy in the room. Change the energy in your body. The energy in your mindset. So I promise you, a good laugh can curve. It make you feel so much better. Press. Gentlemen, that's a really good episode. Like I said, listeners, we wanted to give you guys some content here to just kind of break the the heaviness of what's going on. And obviously, the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, we want to make sure that we're giving you guys authentic content. But we also wanted to take a moment here to give you guys something to laugh about, something to smile about, because we also need that during these times. Fellas, episode 18 here is in the books. It's been a good episode. We want to give a special shout out to our sponsor, Samato Coffee. Welcome to the Pulling Back the Curtain family. We also want to thank all of our listeners for their continued support. New listeners, keep riding with us. We're going to keep hitting you guys with really good content. Without you, we would not be. As always, you can follow this podcast on Spotify. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. 
We're also on iHeartRadio. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.